0: In the holy name of Jesus, amen. I recently read in my health insurance newsletter, and yes, I actually do read those, um, that most people actually don't take vacations, or, or take all of their vacation. It's not that people don't have vacation time, it's just that they actually don't take all of their vacation time. And so my health insurance wants me to know that I should be taking a vacation. I don't don't have a problem with that, Bill. So, the reason why, though, that the health insurance is telling me this is that what most people don't understand is that working more and trying harder doesn't always mean more work. What my health insurance is telling me is that In order to work well, you need to rest. Or another way to say it, in order to give, you need to receive first. Now in the gospel reading, many of us know this as the story of the good Samaritan. Many of us might have heard it before, for others maybe this is our first time. But what we have is a bunch of people around Jesus who are with Jesus, following him along his way to Jerusalem. And one of those people stands up, and he is a lawyer. Now, just a word of clarification. This isn't the lawyer that works with the law of the land, but he works with the Old Testament. He works with the Bible. And so his job, actually like any lawyer, is to debate, but debate precisely about how to interpret the Bible. So what at first might be understood as disingenuous questions, also might be understood as, hey, this is just the way the guy is, for better or for worse. And so after some theological banter back and forth, the lawyer finally asks, who is my neighbor? And then Jesus responds with a story about a half-dead guy on the side of the road and this Samaritan. Now, in hearing this story, Jesus does something unexpected at the end. See, Jesus answers the lawyer question, who is my neighbor? But he actually flips the lawyer's position in the question. See, Jesus doesn't give a definition of a neighbor, a category, or a box, so that the lawyer can go find someone who fits in that box and then love them. Rather, Jesus asks, who was a neighbor, or who was neighborly? This means the neighbor isn't the one who receives the love of the lawyer, but this is, the neighbor is the one who gives love to the lawyer. See, when Jesus answers the question in this way, we find out the lawyer actually isn't in a place to give love yet. Because he hasn't received the love first. See, if the lawyer was already able to love, as Jesus says, then if we were to boil down the story today, it would be try harder. As if the lawyer had what it took and all he needs to really do is kind of smooth out the edges and try, just work at it a little bit more. Now the lawyer probably would like that sort of advice, as I think many of us would, but there's one problem for the lawyer. And that's the Samaritan. Now regardless of what you know about Samaritans, in the ancient culture, Samaritans and the lawyer don't mix well. See, the Samaritan is a problem because in order for the lawyer to go and do likewise, as Jesus says at the end of the Gospel reading, he actually needs to receive the Samaritan and his love as his neighbor. See, trying harder wouldn't work because because they don't mix well. What Jesus is sharing is hard to hear for the lawyer because the lawyer needs to admit something that most of us won't admit. Because some of us would rather die than accept love from someone we hate. Or don't like. But the lawyer needs to admit that he needs the Samaritan's love in order to love according to the way Scripture speaks about today. And that's hard. Trying harder actually won't help. The lawyer will need to admit he has nothing to give then. Trying harder won't work, but the only way that he will love his neighbor is if he is first loved by his neighbor. So in a sense, He will love his neighbor when he's been given his neighbor's love. Now, I know an old pastor who told me a story, a very interesting story. It was about a woman who had spent most of her life giving. In fact, most people in the congregation thought she was the epitome of compassion and mercy. But this woman, though, suffered from depression. She was beaten down, half-dead on the side of the road, because she kept trying harder and harder. And at this point in her life, she didn't understand why God had not blessed her. Now, what the pastor really said was, she was expecting life to be a little easier. Well, the pastor just simply said to her, because he thought it was fairly simple, you're spending all that time working, how about stop working? Stop giving and start receiving. To which she said, well, Christians aren't supposed to do that. In her mind, she imagined the world in one big, long line. And Christians in that line... Their main job was simply to give to the person next to them. And that was just the way Christians were supposed to do They were supposed to just give, give, give. My friend said, what about the last person in line? What's their job? And he says it seemed like an eternity, but it was probably only five minutes of silence. Because she literally, after decades, had never thought of that. And she finally had to admit, well, I guess that person's main job is to receive. And the pastor said, you're last in line. See, this woman believed that she could show love always. She could give love. Love her neighbor always without ever receiving love in the first place. And rather just admitting that, she simply went through life trying harder and harder. But as she kept trying harder and harder, she kept getting beaten down and down and farther and farther until she was lying flat on the side of the road. See, one of the things Jesus is telling us is that there's no way we are, you're going to be able to love your neighbor, much less God himself, without receiving love from your neighbor first. I mean, how many times in our lives have we tried harder to love our neighbor? And our neighbor being anybody who's next to us. We've tried harder and harder to love, only to realize we have nothing to love with. And rather than simply admitting it, I got nothing. We try to create categories so that whatever bit of love we have, we keep it conditioned in that box. Or maybe we've read up about other people's problems and we've just kept blaming them for our love problems. Or even worse, we simply have walked away from love altogether. Today, Jesus is showing us, along with the lawyer, that we got nothing. That we're necros, Greek for dead. Our sins, our choices, and sometimes just life in general has beaten us down, leaving us half dead on the side of the road. But the great joy, the good news is that Jesus is the one who comes along in our life, as our neighbor, ready to show mercy and compassion, ready to show us What neighborly love is, and give it away. See, as our neighbor, Jesus has loved you so much that he even sacrifices himself on the cross rather than having you go down that road to Calvary. So we wouldn't have to experience being half dead on the side of the road. He is the neighbor who comes to us speaks a word of forgiveness to us. He is the one who comes close to us and washes our sin wounds away in holy baptism. He is the one who brings us into the inn of the holy church. And he is the one who pays for our debts and gives us his Lord's Supper to revive us, to forgive us, and nourish us. And once we realize that our primary position in life His receiver is to be loved by God. We can understand that it's only then when we are filled up with the love of God in Christ Jesus, we become lovers. We become givers. Then at that moment of being a receiver who is a giver, we embark on the journey down the road To find those in the ditch. To give freely of our resources and our riches. Because we believe that as receivers, God will continually give us his love. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Amen.